0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Black and Blue Pod. I'm your host, Matt McLaughlin. As always, with a very special guest, man with the silkiest of mitts, one of the most, <laughs> one of the most good-looking men I've seen when it comes to Penn State athletes. Well, uh, I
1: don't know. My hair today is kind of outrageous. I'm so. jealous.
0: I'm <laughs> jealous. I wish my hair could poof that much. Uh, it's the one and only Jimmy Dow. Jimmy, thank you for coming on the show. To the rousing applause of the, of the crowd here today. Thanks for having me, Matt. Um, Yeah, of course, dude. I'm always interested in hearing how specifically college athletes Uh handle college. And so I wanted to have you on the show because, like, just first of all, to tell your story and how you got into hockey because you're on the hockey team and also, like, kind of the challenges that come with playing a sport at a major school at the same time. But, like, first of all, like, how'd you get into hockey and, like, was it something that you were just always into as a kid?
1: Um, so my dad was a professional hockey player for 15 years. Damn. Um, he won the cup of the devils in 95. Life flex. Um, so, so I started of got into hockey through him, you know, like I always grew up around the rink going to his games, like being in the locker room with the other guys, younger kids. Um, so I was just always around the sport when I was younger and we lived in Minnesota when he played for the wild. Um. And we had this huge pond in our backyard, and I think I was like two, and my parents just kind of put me out there like on a sled (laughs) and just pushed me around and whatever. Um, And then when we moved to Chicago, when he played for the Blackhawks, um, I think I was five at this time, I started like learn to play. Um, It was basically just like learn to skate too. I think it was learn to skate actually. Okay. Uh, It was called like Rocky Hockey. Um, so I started doing that and then we moved back to New Jersey after that. I started kindergarten or I started kindergarten out in Chicago, but then I finished the second half of the year in Jersey. Um and then I started to learn to play program. Um and then from then on I did mites, squirts, peewees, bantams at uh a, a youth organization about thirty minutes north from where I'm from and point was in Point Pleasant Beach. Uh the Red Bank Generals. Um, unbelievable organization. Um, they just, they just ran everything so well over there. Um, my dad was able to coach me all the way up until my second year Bantam. So when I was at the generals, I did might a, and then I did squirt B squirt double a squirt double a PB double a double a Bantam double a my first year was my, uh, that was the last year my dad was, uh, the coach. And then my second year Bantam double a, um, I had a different coach and, that was sort of when i kind of started to take things seriously yeah and i wanted to go the triple a route eventually um and my dad was like you know i don't want to be his coach anymore like i've showed him the fundamentals like i've established uh, just like his ground in the game you know um so if he's really serious about it and if he wants to take it to the next level i'm gonna pass him off to someone else and have him um, just get used to having a new coach and then just keep building up from there.
0: Yeah. And what was, like, what was growing up like just because <clears throat> my dad, obviously not a professional athlete in the slightest. Um, but what was that like? Was it kind of different compared to other friends or were you just all surrounded by hockey guys that kind of got it and it was like pretty, pretty smooth for the most part? Like, I'm just interested um, in that.
1: Yeah, no, like I, like again, like I didn't really think of him like as an NHL player, you know, like at the end of the day, he's my dad. Yeah. Um, who just happens to be very good at hockey at the same time. Um, but yeah, like even my friends, it wasn't like it wasn't like kids were coming up to me like, Oh my gosh, like your dad was in the NHL, like, oh my gosh, can I come over like your dad was in the NHL? Like I don't even think they knew at first and it wasn't something that I said to people. Like I was yeah. just a young kid. Like I just wanted to make friends just like everyone else. I just had a knack for the game and I just loved it and that's what it on my free time. Um and like yeah, like I, I made friends and we did so many other things. Like I when I was with them too, it was like I wanted nothing to do with hockey. You know, like I just wanted to invest my time in them, have fun with them. Whether we were playing like baseball at recess or like football after school, um, like wall ball before school. Oh, like,
0: wall ball was the day. Dude, it was the
1: best. It was the best. That was like, an all time recess. Yard yeah, that game. was like when you wanted to get to school early because <laughs> kids were playing wall ball. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it wasn't like oh my gosh, my dad was in the NHL, and I, th- I feel like it kind of helps that he wasn't like a superstar, you know, because like sometimes it's tough for for kids whose dads are absolute superstars I'm and like sure. I can't that's even imagine the only thing the family uh, evolves around and stuff, and like it can get tough in those situations. Um, but yeah, like I just saw him as my dad, and my friends were just happy to be my friends, and I was happy to be their friends, and it all it all worked out that way.
0: And I, that's incredible, and I, props to your dad for that. Because like I know, I know friends of mine who have dads who just played sports. They didn't even play it like a, prof- they didn't play like a professional level or anything, and their dad, their dads or parents could just be like forcing them into a sport that they don't necessarily want uh-huh. to do, which is like kind of crazy to me because I'm like if the kid doesn't want to do it that's nuts to just be like no you're doing it anyway you Yeah know? exactly
1: and like I don't mean to cut you off but I no, want to cut you off Um <laughs> so yeah that was like one thing my dad preached when I was younger you know he was like just do just do something because you love it He's like if you don't want to play hockey like just tell me I'm not going to scold you I'm not going to yell at you like you're my son if you don't want to do this like just tell me Um and, like, that's kind of why, like, when I started to take it seriously, he wasn't like, oh, my gosh, I got to make sure he's on this team. I got to make sure he's yeah. on this team. He was like, no, go, like, get a new coach. Get used to having a new coach. Like, do it yourself because if you want to do it, like, just like if you want to do anything at the end of the day, like, you're going to be passionate about it. Um, like, you shouldn't need anyone to help you or help you get somewhere. Like, if, if, if you want to do it and you're passionate about it, like, you're going to find it within yourself to, to do whatever you want. Um, and it's actually a funny story. Is my little brother who recently committed to Arizona State, uh, and, Go his, and Yeah, and signed his, uh, NLI, um, NIL. Uh, You're talking about the no at NLI national letter of intent. Oh, NIL right. NIL is the name, image, like. I was like, oh, dude, I've heard um, NIL so much. Yeah, I'm like, it's burned still, into my brain. Yeah, no, I still get them mixed up. But um, when he was when he was younger, he was he played hockey for like a year, I think. And then he just woke up one day and he was like, mom, dad, like, I wanna do karate. And wow. and at first they're like, okay, like you wanna do karate, go do it. And there was like a little studio downtown and he absolutely loved it and he was so into it for like, I don't know, maybe three or four months. He got to like a certain level. And then he woke up one day and he was like, mom, I don't wanna do karate, I wanna play hockey. <laughs> um, and obviously, you know, my dad, my dad's happy to hear that. Um, but He were, wipes
0: the sweat from his brows like, thank God. <laughs>
1: But, um, yeah, so they were like, all right, let's sign you back up for hockey. Um, and it was, like, this was, like, after tryouts and everything happened. So they were like, you got to play house league. And, oh. like, his games were, like, 6 a.m. every sat- Saturday or Sunday or whatever. And my mom was like, if, if you want to do it, I'll wake up at 6 a.m. with you. But if you don't wake up at 6 a.m., we're not going. And he woke up at whatever it is, 6 a.m. every day, got ready to go to the rink and absolutely loved it. And from then on, he just had a knack for the game just like I did and uh, ended up doing something pretty special with it. Um, so, yeah, no, I just wanted to cut you off there and just tell no, that you That's an
0: awesome story, and I think, like, hockey more than other sports, to me, it kind of, like, it has the most collective collection of, like, humble guys and, like, personalities that in other sports, this is just me speaking as a fan, like, baseball, basketball, at the professional levels at least, like, you get some guys that, want to hold out for money or they want to, like, in NFL, like a receiver doesn't get his targets and he wants the ball more. In hockey, like, it's just not the case because it's such a team game. And yeah,
1: such a team game.
0: Exactly. And I think, like, and also there's just a charm about it of, like, just like just the grit, the sheer grit that uh-huh. you need to, like, play that game. is like, it's a one-of-a-kind thing that I don't think many people get a lot.
1: Yeah. No, I, I totally agree on that. And, um, and yeah, like, it's tough at the same time, too. Like, you know, every play in football matters. Every single play. Um, it was funny because we were talking about this this morning, actually, in the locker room. We are watching the World Cup, and we were like, oh, yeah, like, the players get so pissed off at each other when they don't make a pass or someone misses a pass or someone misses the net after they give them a good pass for a scoring chance. Just because like every every little play matters. Like there's what maybe like eight scoring chances in a soccer game yep. in ninety minutes. It's crazy. Um, it's insane. Like same thing with baseball. Like one error can cost you the whole entire game. Reese Hoskins. Um, <laughs> same thing. <laughs> uh, what is that? Is
0: that uh, Reese Hoskins is the first baseman for the Phillies, and he had like, he had he crushed a couple of home runs in, like the playoffs and stuff. But then he like fumbled the ball, like or not? Yeah, he basically fumbled the ground uh-huh. balls, and it was like. I had family relatives like screaming at their television just like but that sorry to kind of, to kind of jump in there but that's what Philly Philly's fans are like losing their minds about him because Oh gosh. and it speaks yeah it speaks to what you said like a one one error or something like that can really mess up a uh-huh. team.
1: Yeah and then the and like the same thing in hockey too like one turnover can cost you the game. But yeah just like that overall team aspect like all five guys like working as a unit you're rolling the lines, you want everyone to play like cuz that that's when teams are the best, like the teams that are the deepest and the teams that buy in the most, like are the teams that are going to win the national championship or the Stanley Cup. Um like basketball for example, like it's the same two teams every year, and it's the most skilled guys, like yeah. It's 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 um like I don't want to knock it at all, but it's just like it's, no, just it's like it's, it's just a tough. different way, like, yeah. Guys like... are trying to make super teams and stuff. Like, is it even that fun at a point? Like and like you said, like guys holding out for money. Like, um, I know Nylander yeah. um was holding out and like people were getting annoyed at that. And he's like one of the worst like he has like <laughs> one of the worst work ethics for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And like it's showing like they're they're not doing anything. Like they have Austin Matthews. And, like, they have Nylander, and they have some of those guys, but if those guys aren't committed to playing a full 200-foot game um, and, like, just willing to play for the team and not worry about individual stats, like, they're not going to go anywhere. No. And, and like, at the end of the day, like, who cares, like, if you did well. Like, it's so much more fun when your team's winning and everyone's contributing and the mood's high and it's not one guy's always so high and one guy's always so low it's just like when everyone's together as one group like it's so much fun
0: no when the boys are buzzing exactly like, yeah.
1: like literally like you couldn't say anybody it's so much fun
0: yeah and for penn state specifically i mean kind of just talking about this season like you guys have had a great season so far i'll say that straight up and it's been awesome especially like earlier this season the michigan series like mm-hmm. that was an electric atmosphere in pagola and you like, I was lucky enough to work those two games for athletics. And, oh, cool. And I was Wait, like, What do you
1: do for athletics? So, I do, exactly.
0: I, I do vi- uh, like videography. Okay. So, like, I don't know if you saw, you may have seen me. I was like on the bench with a camera. You may, I feel like I did. You probably did. Yeah. I was filming it. I was like, Okay, can Jimmy give me something here? But, <laughs> but yeah, so like, we'll do, we'll film stuff at games and then use that footage to like cut up highlights for like the men's hockey Instagram. Or, oh, cool. Uh yeah, all types of sports. Football has, like, their own entire career separately. Yeah, I bet. Uh, But for other sports, we I do that, help out as much as I can. And to be in the building for Pagoula and to see the crowd getting into it and to see, like, I could honestly see from you and, like, your teammates that everyone was invested into that series yeah. and it was like i don't care if i got to throw a check i don't care if i got to block a puck whatever it is we're going to do it to get the job done and help our our guys like succeed on the other end i mean what has that been like for this team to kind of just go on this run and yeah. what what has it been like in the locker room just to kind of have this season where everyone like you said contributing their role and doing whatever it takes no matter if it's they're in the score sheet or not
1: uh-huh yeah, the big the biggest thing out like the one thing I want to touch on is what you just said. You said you're doing well so far, right? And like like again nothing matters till playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um I think we're like coach said we're 57% away through the season. Who cares about that first 57%? We still have what is it 43% I think? Yeah. Right? That that's that good math. 100. That math checks out. <laughs> yeah, that would equal 100. Um we still have 43% of the year. Yeah. And a huge two series coming up before break and then Every every single series is just so important. Like, we can't take one day off. We can't take one practice off. We can't take one off day off. Like, we got to make sure we're getting a recovery, make sure we're eating right, make sure we're waking up at the right time, make sure we're not w- waking up at one and cramming in all of our schoolwork and then end up going to bed at 11 30, 12, and then it ruins your off day. And then the next day of practice, you're lackadaisical and you're not feeling your best. Um, but, yeah, then again, like, that Michigan series, that was so much fun. Like, I, I can't even put into words how much fun that was. Like, I think we put up 49 shots on them. It was against, crazy. Against the first team in the country. Yeah, I was granted, looking at that scores. I was yeah. looking at
0: that shot totals. And I was like, what the f—I I couldn't believe it.
1: Yeah, granted, I mean, we shoot some pucks from the red line. But, like, if I'm the other team's goalie, like, I'm always on my toes. You know, like, you never know exactly. when you're going to get a shot when you're playing against us. Um And, like, I I just – I love Coach Gadowski's shoot-first mentality because in juniors, that was one thing that I didn't have is a shoot-first mentality. And I think since, like, he's established that within our team and it's just always in the back of my head, like, shoot first, shoot first, shoot first. Like, I've grown my game just just from that. And it's helped me help the team grow our game as a whole. Um, But, yeah, like, that first night, I think we put up 49 shots. Like, we dominated – the number one team in the country, like dominated. Like you can't you could get a hundred judges that watch that game and everyone's gonna vote in our favor. Um uh and the second night the second night we we came we didn't come out with the same firepower we had that first night. You know, like like in a two game series you always gotta you always gotta know who whoever loses is gonna come out better the second night. Like it's not like they're gonna just give up. Yeah. You know? Um and it showed. I mean, we they they kind of had us on our heels, and we were down. I think three nothing with eight minutes left, and we kind of all just came together, and we we're like, all right, like we're not out of this yet. Like we still like we can still win this game. And in those eight minutes, we just got back to sh- again shoot first mentality, and we ended up putting three in and tying the game. I mean, we lost in overtime, which was an absolute heartbreaker. Not gonna lie, like absolute heartbreaker. Kind of a fluke goal too. Um, but yeah, like like if we played like we did in that eight minutes for sixty minutes straight, we we it's a different story. It's, it's a, different a whole game. different story. Whole yeah, different game, um, whole different atmosphere in there. Um, yes, um, but again like, too. Oh yeah, just like everyone firing on all cylinders. Like you said, mm-hmm. when the boys are buzzing, it's so much fun.
0: Exactly, and I I want to touch on that Michigan loss because like that was a heartbreaker, and as as an athlete, I'm sure you've had other moments like that. And so, like, number one, like, what was the kind of the, the message from coach, you know, after that game? Because I'm always interested in how athletes kind of handle and process those losses and kind uh-huh. of process those low moments. And, like, was there anything that you did specifically to process the loss and then handle that adversity going into the next practice or the next series? Like, what was that uh, s- process for you and – really just recovering from such a heartbreaker like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we were on such a high after the first night, you know, just like such a natural high. We just beat the number one team in Pagula. Crowd was loving it. Everyone was loving it. The boys were buzzing. Yeah. Um, But it's not easy, and that was basically coach's message after the game. Like, no game is going to be easy, no matter if you have Connor McDavid on your team or – fourth-line grinder, like, you know what I mean? Ryan like, Reeves. It, yeah, it doesn't, like, no game's going to be easy, and you can't take any team lightly, and especially the second game of the series is always tougher, always tougher no matter what, no matter who you're playing, um, and that we just had to get back to work after that, and who, like, just forget about it. Who cares that we won the first night? Who cares that we lost the second night? Um, learn from it and just move forward from there and get ready for the next weekend.
0: That's totally fair, and I think that's – honestly, people should, like, approach life like that, right? Oh, like, exactly. Just process process what happened and just learn from your mistakes and move on. And, like, for you as a college athlete, like, you have a lot more probably mentally, like, a lot more pressure on you because you still got classes and everything else that you got to meet. Like, what what is that like to kind of juggle being part of a great team – but also trying to stay on your P's and Q's as uh, a student. And then also maybe something like um, the friends that aren't on the team want to go out and hang out or something, and you can't do that. Like, How do you juggle everything and kind of handle a lot that's on your plate?
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely difficult, and it's def- that's definitely something I've learned these past three years is that time management is everything. Um, no matter how many PowerPoints you do in – your first semester, um, what are those things called? Those first classes everyone has to take.
0: Oh, first year like seminars? Yeah, like
1: first year seminars and you're like, yeah, like time management, you know, like <laughs> how many times have I seen this? Like how many times have my parents said this to me? But time management is everything. Like if you, don't, if you don't have a schedule set or if you don't have stuff written down and you miss one thing, the next day you're gonna miss another thing you might get it back two days later but then you're gonna miss another thing and it's just gonna snowball and then from then on it just puts added pressure added stressor added pressure added anxiety (laughs) um to your daily life and that's just not fun like no one likes that um and like it's just you like as much as it's tough and like you want to say like oh school doesn't matter like i just want to focus on my sport like no school does matter because sports aren't everything like it's gonna end at some point in your life, and you gotta know how to, how to, um, how to um, navigate the real world, you know. Yeah. Um, and connect with people and outside of your sport. Um, so it's tough. Like I, I struggled at first. Like I, I definitely didn't put my right foot forward, and and it was tough. And I, I just kept asking myself, like, why? Like, why is this so tough? Like, why is there so much stress on me? And it's because I wasn't doing the little things. Right, I wasn't taking care of my schoolwork at first. I wasn't taking care of my recovery, um, and that's just what I've learned through the past three years. Is just you need to have everything in a row, and your priorities at the top, and and then everything else can just fall into place.
0: That's that's honestly incredible to hear because I like just being someone that has enjoyed athlete driven content. I hear a lot of guys at, at the professional level like they retire and then they don't know what to do after uh-huh. that, like has was there a moment that you had and could it be at Penn State could be throughout like just your hockey career that you were like was there a specific moment in time where you thought like oh shit like this is when I really got to start at least considering other interests in mind <clears throat> in case hockey doesn't necessarily pan out the way I wanted to
1: um i mean i would probably say this year yeah um like obviously my ultimate goal is to play professional hockey whether it's here or overseas or in the minor leagues and I believe that's something that I can achieve but you, like my mom says like you never know like you can get injured today like you can get injured tomorrow like something um something crazy could happen and then you you can't play the sport that you love um so like you could just never take it for granted like my, my dad has always said Every time you step on the ice, pretend it's your last time on the ice because you you never know. You never know when it's going to be your last time on the ice. Uh, wait, what was the question again?
0: Yeah, so, like, uh, no, you're good. You pretty much <laughs> you answered most of it. Like, And is there anything – are there any other interests that you're kind of pursuing? Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, so, like, my, my first two years in school, like, I wasn't the best student. Um, and I was like, oh, it doesn't really matter. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Um, and then this year I was like – why waste this time in school? Like I, I might as well get something out of it. Like I might as well find what interests me and pursue exactly something else other than what I ultimately love to do in life, which is play hockey. Um, So I put my right foot forward. I ended up having to change my major. Um, I'm doing communications journalism now. Woo let's a, go, uh, welcome yeah, to the club. Yeah, pretty fired up about that. Um, With a minor in business and the liberal arts. <clears throat> and then a uh, Smeal certificate of college business fundamentals. Damn, racking um, up them Yeah, so, so I'll have I'll have the best of both worlds, you know, like I get to learn on the comm side and then I get to learn on the business side. Um and that combined with my experience as an athlete, I think will will um
0: snowball or parlay.
1: Well, yeah, like with whatever I want to do yeah. uh, after my career is over, like it'll give me a good um part of everything. No, that dude and that's I commend that a lot
0: because like I run into people, I have friends from like back home that are like, they wake up at like 2 p.m., they mm-hmm. go to their classes, go back home, party, do whatever they want to do. And like they just don't have their priorities straight. And I think that's what I want people to get out of this. is like, it's it's cool, it's okay. It's If you want to do something bigger than just the typical college experience, that's fine. Just go out and do it, you know? Yeah. And like, I mean, if if hockey doesn't pan out, do you have anything specific in mind that you want to do, or are you just kind of focusing on?
1: Um, I mean, I would love to stay involved in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I always like I've always think about uh think about, <laughs> I've always thought about um, like doing uh like wanting to be a player of director, director of player personnel. Okay. For a team, um, whether I have to start at the junior level and then work my way up, um, or same thing with like a general manager. Um, or even, like, a skills coach in general, like a video analysis coach. Um, like, a, a big person, um, a person who's been a big part of my life is uh, Ryan Hardy, who is um, now the general manager of the Toronto Marlies in the American Hockey League. Wow. Um, he was the director of player personnel for the National Team Development Program. Okay. Um, he was He was the guy that got me invited to the... National Team Development Program Top Forty Camp. Okay. Um, that year, so like that team with it was like Wallstrom, Farabee, um, wow. all those guys. I was at that tryout. Obviously, didn't make the team. Um, well, Far- Farabee's in the league for a reason. Yep. Um, had a, a blast. Like, was so grateful to be there. Uh, it was my first year of AAA, and I wasn't expecting anything. Um, but he just he saw he watched me a couple times that year. because um, my coach George Havlin knew him pretty well. Um, and George was like, hey, we got this kid who we think is pretty good, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he just loved my work ethic, loved how I thought the game, and wanted to give me an opportunity. And from then on, that's sort of where I took off. Um, I forget what, we're, what the question was again. <laughs>
0: no, like just future <laughs> future career plans. You said. Oh, yeah, future career plans. Like coaching. You mentioned yep. coaching, director of player personnel, stuff like that.
1: Uh, yeah, so like just how, how he's helped me in, in my career thus far. Like I would love to do that for for kids – In the future,
0: I think that's great. It's always good to like give back to people, and especially like in hockey and journalism, you're gonna run into people like that. In business, I'm sure it's the same thing. Uh Um, I just can't speak necessarily to the business side of things, but dude, that's awesome. And I'm honestly glad that you came on the show. I really appreciate it, and it's all it's always cool talking to people like you because like I always I want people to not hold themselves back. And just be stuck in one thing or one box, uh-huh. right? Like as people we're, we're multi-layered, and we have different interests and in oh, different yeah. shit that we want to do. Like your brother, your brother was like, "I'm gonna do hockey." Nah, fuck it, karate. Yeah, nah, fuck it, back to hockey. Like, yeah. we, as humans, we're just we're just have different interests, and people should pursue as many of them as they can. You yeah, know what
1: exactly. I mean? And like like we're beach kids. Like at heart, we're beach kids. You know, we grew up in Point Pleasant Beach. Like, yep a town one square mile we live nine blocks from the beach like our all of our summers growing up we're at the beach like we didn't care about hockey at all until we came seriously i mean it was just so fun like to be all in with hockey when it was hockey season and then have a little break in the winter and be able to go snowboarding up in vermont at our house with our with our family friends and then get back to hockey for the second half of the year and then in the summer be able to go surfing skimboarding bodyboarding hang out at the beach hang out with our friends all day um, and yeah, like, when, like when I find myself, when I find myself mentally worn out or mentally fatigued or I'm down on myself, it's because I'm focusing all of my stuff on one thing. I'm, which is mainly hockey yeah. when I'm focused way too much on hockey. Like there's other layers to life that you need to fulfill in order as a human being for you to feel the best and be the best person possible.
0: That's it. 100%. We're just going to end on that gem. That, that was incredible. We're just dropping the mic right there. Jimmy, thanks so much, man. Yeah, no problem. Really appreciate it. That was yeah. crazy too.